following is a production of the Event Safety Alliance. special edition of the Event Safety Podcast. I'm Danielle Hernandez from University, and I'm here with Steve Edelman and Jim Digby, and we are here to discuss the brand new guidance, the Event Safety Alliance Reopening Guide. Steve, tell us a little bit about it. So the Event Safety Alliance Reopening Guide is pretty granular guidance intended to be used by people who have the smallest events, um, who are involved at at the level of size that's going to get to reopen first. Um, And unfortunately, they have the thinnest margins for error, the fewest resources, and uh, probably are most hungry for some kind of information about what they should do, what are their risks, what are the unintended consequences even of doing the right thing. And so the Event Safety Alliance with 300 plus contributors, our our closest and smartest friends, have written the Event Safety Alliance reopening guide. And, you know, while it's it's certainly not a panacea, it's not going to solve every problem, far from it, it is detailed guidance to help people make the decision, okay, once my municipal officials have said, I could open, is it safe for me to reopen? And if so, how do I do that? So that's what the Event Safety Alliance reopening guide is about. So do we think this is the final edition or do we anticipate rewrites as as situation changes? Because situation has changed a lot over the last every couple hours, actually. <laughs> well, that, that's definitely true, Danielle. And what what we anticipate is this will be a first edition partly because circumstances change, and obviously we want to accommodate changed circumstances, partly because this reopening guide is intended to be scalable, but where we had to choose, and there were definitely times when we did have to focus on one size of event rather than all sizes at the same time, where we had to choose, we definitely focused on smaller events, um, the operational issues that they're gonna face, and so, What we anticipate is as areas are allowed to reopen to larger events, um, that we will push out more guidance that will be helpful to operators of those larger events. I think, Steve, we're also counting on those who are going to deploy soon uh, and will hopefully likely at least embrace the guidance to be our litmus test and to feed back to us um, their experience in using it. Right? What worked, what didn't work. Let's have let's have some critical review. Let's have a let's have a risk register. Let's find out where uh, what we've captured in this guidance is in fact doing what it's meant to do and uh, if there are improvements to be made over time. The good news is most likely we're going to be forced to grow with it as uh, opportunities grow as opposed to having you know the largest scale with the largest uh, gatherings happening all at the same time. It, it'll give us it'll afford us an opportunity to make this uh, even more effective. That, that, that's right, Jim. I mean, we're going to have a pretty significant sample size because there are so many smaller events. Um, so they'll be the canaries in the coal mine. And, you know, 
God willing, the guidance, which is free, by the way, um, you know, go to eventsafetyalliance.org and you can have your own copy when it's released on Monday, May 11th. So this coming Monday, hopefully it'll get into enough people's hands so that this guidance will be widely used and we will get information, we will get feedback. And once we have feedback, Jim, it'll be exactly as you just said, we will revise the guidance to make it as usable and as realistic as possible under these really difficult circumstances. Yeah, and I think we should be clear, it's not intended, Danielle, forgive me if you're going here, but it's not in any way intended to supersede anything that a government or a local official might be might be putting out in front of you. It's intended to augment those things. And more importantly, and possibly most importantly, it speaks our language and it refers to the things that are relevant to us in the event stakeholder side of business. And for me, the, my, my feeling about this is the cost of getting it wrong is significantly greater than taking our time and being reasonable and following the unified uh, uh, guidance and feeding back into that guidance so we can evolve and mold it for the world to use. Absolutely. Uh, There was actually an article about Broadway that made the same point, was that getting it wrong is worse than delaying opening back up. And as always, just like with the original event safety guide, we are always, your local jurisdictions are your primary guidance. And everything that we have is recommendations on top of that or in addition to that, with the goal being, it's always with the ESA, is that we want everyone to have a safe, fun, memorable experience. We don't want people to be injured in any way from going to or participating in any live event. That is not the point. Well, and, and, and Danielle, thanks for that. The, the, in addition, thanks for putting it out because I, as an event producer, I'm not now swinging out there in the dark in the breeze, making up my own. Right. Reinventing the wheel. <laughs> Reinventing the wheel. And, and there are many who are attempting to come to some agreement on what should or shouldn't be done. Bless them. The ESA has done a lot of this homework for you, has gotten quite a few sectors of the business to contribute to what it says. And I can, if I'm lucky enough to get some kind of phone call to go produce an event during this time, I will feel a whole lot better having that curled up in my back pocket than I would without it, for sure. Or for, or if, if all I had was something my buddy wrote around the corner, which you know, has no basis in anything. So, so for you people out in the world, as you get this guidance on Monday and read through it, and as you start to do your events... If you see something that is glaringly missing, or you have an observation, or you want to send us a compliment, we love compliments. Well, I love compliments. I can't speak for anyone else. Uh, please email us at info at eventsafetyalliance.org or find us on social media and give us a, a message. We would love input from other people. That's how this works, is the more people that contribute, the better it is. And if you come across guidance in other places, feel, please feel free to share it with us and with people around you. Yeah, just to underscore that point, we have collected a pretty robust library of other organizations guidance and that's good you know we don't want to invent the wheel we you know it's just like what we did with the event safety guide after the indiana state fair roof collapse we compiled existing guidance 
and then we consolidated it in a way that made sense for our industry. This time, there's been less existing guidance. Everybody's been creating their own stuff at the same time. But still, we would not presume to be the absolute smartest and have all of the answers. Rather- We're close. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm also modest. (laughs) Yeah, before we started this podcast, we talked about it being a humble brag. I guess Daniel, (laughs) the humble part. (laughs) Oh, I forgot the humble part. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, just a, a word about how to read this reopening guide and then you know I'll I'll stop talking about it because I want you to read it. There's a term best practices that you know those of you who've heard me before know that I hate because it's legally wrong. So the way the Event Safety Alliance reopening guide is written is we identify reasonably foreseeable risks for primarily smaller events that are going to get to reopen first. And then we go through a litany of ways that one might try to mitigate those risks depending on one's own circumstances. But the whole point of the exercise is you need to think through your own circumstances. There is not a bright line. There is not a rule that says you must solve your problem in this particular way and no other. And so the Event Safety Alliance Reopening Guide is, it's long, it's detailed. The reason for that is we have to provide enough options so that maybe one of them will work for you. Because not all of them will. Steve, is it called the Event Safety Alliance Reopening Guide? It it is. Have I not said that enough yet? (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make sure I had it right as the events have Hey, tell me something. I think maybe it might be fun to come back once it's into the hands of uh, all of our constituents and uh, do some live deep dive into it. Uh, a little bit at a time, perhaps, and and digest and dissect some of the things we're talking about and maybe get some live feedback while we're on a, a webinar. Absolutely. It'd be great to hear people's takes and see what details people would like to explore more of. All right. Again, thank you all very much for listening today. Look out for the guide. comes out May 11th, and we look forward to hearing back from you. This is Danielle Hernandez with Jim Digby and Steve Edelman. Thank you, everybody, and be safe.